1: Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
2: This is Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr. A production of The Black Effect and iHeartRadio. I'm Steve Smith Sr. And I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It.
1: Cut to it. Cut to it. Let's get down to it. Cut to it.
2: We ask the questions you always want to know. But no one ever asked Let's cut to it it,
1: Fellas, fellas What's going on? What's What's up, G? G? What up, what up? Nothing much What's on y'all mental?
3: Just looking as we get into 2022 Like, as like everybody else Just hoping, like, it's, you know continues to get better than the previous year, two mm-hmm. years, two and a half years. So, I mean, that's really all it is. I mean, you know, we, we've been, we haven't been together for a couple of weeks because of the holidays. Yeah, and-
2: I actually got COVID.
3: Dun, dun, dun. Welcome
2: to the club. Man,
1: it was a beast. The VIP section is over here around the corner. Nah. No
2: boys had me waiting in line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I basically spent Christmas recover yeah that's a sucky time to have it yeah. it was it, yeah i i was cook, i was where were where, where, where were you, you no nah, i was in the house i was uh-huh. just i was i had my own restroom I had my own, yeah. my own bathroom and i sat there and whew, even, it was so bad even my dog Tiga was like no nah, you got that rona <laughs> even Tiga was coming in the room and she'd be like no nah, yeah that, that's yeah. that sick brother and walk right yeah. on out well,
1: when i had it it was same thing like i just, kind of posted up in the bonus room. I ended up taking, because our um, our kids' bathroom is connected there. So I took their bathroom. They couldn't use that anymore. They had to use uh, our bathroom, me and my wife's. And so it was just... It, and it drains on you, man. Like being being sequestered like that. Like the only thing I could do is like I wake up early in the morning, go for a walk. Just just because I needed to leave the house and be away from them. But then it was just man, it was something else, bro. Not me. I was nah. I, I just was, being inside that. Nah, that was, was messing with my mental. I had I, I had to get out some. I was in that thing. Sleep. It's only so much sleep you can get. It's only so much sleep. You, you it's tra- only so much. It's you've only, traveled, only so much. Squid you, games I could watch, but you've traveled with me. You know I could sleep. It you're don't. You're it don't. Right there. It <laughs> don't matter. Like I, brother. I did the same thing. It's it's only so much sleep you can get. So I, I got I, it all. I, I, I can
3: I can tell you. I binge watched Squid Games the whole time. That was that was the highlight. I was, well, I, well, I can tell you when when, when I had it, and it, I don't know how bad it may have gotten, but I know. Uh, Angie, Steve's wife, just cock- concocted us like silver and this and that and and all kinds of ointments and, and pills and minerals. I don't know what I was taking, but I can Man. tell you, like I said, I don't know what it would have been like, but ours got through pretty quickly. Yeah. So uh, hopefully she took care of you at the house oh, as well, well,
2: too. Let me tell you so I was on nebulizer just to keep Dang. my lungs. Just to keep my lungs. We already have one just to keep it because I was coughing and I didn't. Yeah, the cough is the one. I didn't want yeah the cough and so doing that, but yeah, I do
1: you still have like a slight one a little bit
2: um, it's been a while, so i am it's getting better yeah. Yeah. now when I'm working out, it's yep. starting to starting yep. get it. I would tell I felt you that
1: linger for a while after after I had it.
2: I would tell you though, I did lose some weight, oh okay,
3: yeah, COVID diet program I'm getting,
2: <laughs> I'm getting lean. Oh, yeah. So it was pretty good. So it had his it had its benefits. It had its benefits. And the brother slept. I slept a lot. <laughs> like so uh just switched my mind a little bit. Got the opportunity to go out to the Rose Bowl, uh, you know, and see University of Utah. But I got to go a uh, time to go home. And I went home uh with Peyton, my oldest. And so we were uh University of Utah was staying downtown. Um we stayed kind of in between because I wanted to kind of have that time just be with Peyton and my, you know, just be with my son. So could, I just didn't want to have the the distraction of mm-hmm. Steve Smith, former Utah player, we out for a bowl game. I just wanted to be, you know, Peyton's dad. Mm-hmm. And so on the way there, we took a uh, I took the street, <clears throat> and so we went to the went went on to the street and uh, went to this little uh, this little taco. Um, taco place, and it was, you know, you can buy tacos, burritos, you know, burger, whatever. You know, if you've ever been in California, California has a plethora of mom and pop hole-in-the-wall independent places. And so this is a place that I went to, and it was right there on Pico. And so it was a lot of cultures. And one of the interesting things was I was sitting there at that, I was just sitting there, and I kind of smiled. Grabbed our food, we were sitting out there, and we were just sitting outside and we were eating. And um, I asked him, how was it? He was like, yeah, it was good. And and so just watching, people watching, watching all the people and all that stuff. And um, I I had a moment and I was sitting there and I was remembering what I went through as a kid growing up back home. And Peyton had a moment that he was seeing part of Dad's past. And so we ate, you know, went to the, to the team hotel. We saw some folks, got our tickets, got our stuff, and then we were driving back. Um, and I had said, you know, <clears throat> I was thinking about it and I was like, man, when I was sitting there eating that food with Peyton, I was going backwards and remember when I was a kid. And when I was a kid, at some point, I love L.A. That's my home. That's my, you know, when I ask people where their hometown is, Charlotte's my, Charlotte's the place where I call home. But the place that I call my hometown, where I'm from, man, is L.A. And L.A. taught me a lot. But it also, uh, at times, it damaged me. And I remember I was sitting there, and I was like, man. When I was a young pup, I was just sitting there going, Will I ever make it out of here? Will this be the extent of me riding a bus, no driver's license? I didn't get my driver's license. I was twenty-one, twenty-two years old when I was out in Utah. I just remember that, and just remember. And when you're sitting there, if somebody rolled up, that you know, from the opposite circle of friends, you had to. That light switch had to go on. Even if you was eating some fries or a burger or taco, that light switch had to go on. That light switch go on. And you can't take that L. Man, you can't get mollywhopped and lose your lunch. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that, and I was smiling because now I'm looking at it and I'm looking at my, you got two generations now. And I'm sitting there, and, and so we in the car back, and, and I, told, I told Peyton, I said, you know, sitting there, I remember I never thought that I'll have a son and I'll be coming back for playing 16 years, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, you know what, Dad? What was funny is I was thinking the same thing, but I was thinking the opposite. What would it take? I wonder how would I have handled living here? Would I have been able to make it? And it was just great. He was just like, dang. He says, man, Dad, I don't know how you made it. And it was just really cool for his authenticity to kind of just not justify or make me feel good, but it was a father and a son thinking about one place the same, how I made it and how he was thinking how he can't make it or what it would entail. He was just so thankful, you know, for those bruises that I experienced because of that, I just felt, you know, I just, I just personally feel like to grow up, always on high alert, man. There's no way to grow up. There's no way to. I wouldn't wish, I wouldn't wish that on someone. And so it was, it was just that cool moment that I had with my son. That it wasn't something that I tried to make. It was something that I just experienced it, man. I, it was really cool to start off the new year. To be able to look at your you know generation, somebody that will carry on your name, that he he gets it, mm. you know. And as y'all are parents with kids that aren't of age of mine, I'm just telling you, when you're sitting down with Tyson or Mia, at some point you're sitting down with Ava, at some point and they go, "Dad, I get it." More of anything, he said, "Dad, I get you." Man, that's the things that I prayed for. You know,
3: what, what a great story for you to be able to share that with him. And it wasn't planned. It was unannounced. You just stopped. And in that moment, you were reliving what you went through. And you look at Peyton and be like, yo, you don't ever have to do this. But he gets it, and he understands. He didn't, oh, whatever, Dad. It ain't uh, nothing. You know what I mean? For him to see that is...
2: Bro, you don't... Yeah. Understand. You have no idea, like, when, I'm not even lying. Like, people walking by, mm-hmm. and those people walking by, you just kind of, like, scratch your head, and, you know, like, the way they're walking by, and you got to think about it. It's L.A., Friday, like, 2.30 in the afternoon, mm-hmm. Right? Fire hydrant leaking, and there's water all over the place. Stray dogs, m- single moms, single dads like it's just every walk of life, every culture, mm-hmm. and just seeing it. And it's your hometown, and it's and your hometown is talking for you. Like, we weren't at Third Street Promenade, we weren't at the highlighted places, mm-hmm. we were off the beaten path. Where you know, those places that you know, you, you when you hear about people when you hear about people when they go back and they say oh such and such is from here and they always hear that that's you know that's what
1: yeah i think i think what you said is really like you said that's the i don't want it to go unsaid like when you say that's an answered prayer like that's big that's that's the things that you do pray about that's the things when you talk about generational change those are the things you want because at the end of the day like, it's great. We do the podcast. You, Everyone has their own business endeavors. You do all that stuff, and, and that's fantastic. And, and you leave a financial legacy, and you do all those things. But that is what you hope for, that you can um, change your lineage. You can change a generation, and uh, you may have been going, or family tree may have been going one way, and it course corrects and goes another. That's, yeah. that's really what it's all about, the good days, the bad days. It yeah. makes it all worth it when you can know that your children – and that you've left an impact with them—that's yeah. all. That's that is that is literally what it's about. Yeah, it was really
2: cool, right? And then I took them to some other places. Yeah. Uh, took them around the corner. I was showing them one of the duplexes that we grew up in. Um, and I have a driver's license, mm-hmm. but I used to drive to school. Had a car, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. That I bought. Yeah, I was driving before I had that license too. No, don't, no, tell, no, bro. don't listen, tell nobody. No, listen to this.
2: <laughs> I bought a car for two hundred and fifty bucks. Uh-huh. Drove it to school. He used to pick up my boy, <laughs> one of my homeboys, Dwayne, yeah. and got pulled over, uh-huh. cause expired tags, and they didn't take, they didn't uh, arrest us. They made us pull over. Uh-huh. We had to catch the bus to school, and then we waited, kept, caught the bus to the car, picked up the car, and then drove it home. You yeah. know, and, uh, and uh, but I used to hide it around the corner and go through this go through this other apartment complex. Yeah. And my son's like, and bro, I was driving like 14, 15, yeah. 16 years old. I was driving to school. Crazy, no license, no insurance, no nothing. So that was just in the first week. So just imagine the rest of the year. <laughs> what you, what
1: you going to be able to dive into, those other conversations yeah. you going to have. That was
2: pretty cool, though. But, you know, and then Utah Lawson, we were depressed ever since. Man, let me introduce our, 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 our next guest. Uh, this is a guy who's from uh, Flint, Michigan. They, they, they say some of the dudes, from, some, about 89% of the dudes from Flint, Michigan, <laughs> man, they tough as they come.
4: Yeah, they tough, we
2: tough. Two-time WBC super middleweight champion, <laughs> professional boxer. <laughs> a father a husband a son a nephew and a guy that's uh has really overcome a lot of things in his life so um cut to it welcome to the podcast anthony Darrell. thank you for coming uh, thank you guys for having me man it's man we're going we're gonna get right into it um Man, we got this I, I love these little icebreakers. So, man, just growing up, you know, obviously uh get deeper in, into your story. Man, name your top 3 boxers growing up.
4: Uh, uh Muhammad Ali is at the top of the mm. top of the list for me. Uh okay. you got you got uh Sweet Pea, Cornel Whitaker. Mm. Uh I mean, I, I and Roy Jones, but it is it, so many people, man. You just I just can't name. Well, keep you know, naming uh, them names. Keep like, 3 on. 3
1: is 3 a tough number. Yeah,
4: 3 is a tough number, yeah, yeah, tough numbers, especially with all the greats that, mm-hmm. you know, I I came up watching. You know, I just can't name mm-hmm. just 3. All uh, right, you so got so Tyson. So
2: name some other ones, but tell me why. Tell me why they, uh, you know, what what you what did you admire about them growing up, right? Because for me, mike tyson was all the, always that guy that he he intimidated you he was short he was stocky he was powerful he was quick he was intimidating but he was also a boxer's boxer he was a hood boxer he was whoever watched him he was that individual if you if you were a businessman he was he was, that, a, he, was he was that he intimidating was factor. yes he was,
4: yeah he was an entertainer like he going to give you what you want. And now it's going to yeah, be short. <laughs> we knew what to expect out of Mike Tyson. Yeah. Uh, when we was younger, all our family used to go over my grandfather's house and, and watch it. And it ends end so quick that we just had the rest of the night just to fool around, you know, yeah. party. You know, we wasn't partying like that because we was kids at the mm. end of the at the end of the but day. You but still, and, you know, and, and yeah, and staying yourself. up late, and know, enjoying yourself. Staying up late and all the grown-ups, you know, they get smashed or yep. they get messed. Playing card, they playing
2: cards and keynote and, talk, and talking yep. smack. The old school music, yeah,
4: you know, all of everything. But uh, like I say, Tyson was one of them people you kn- you knew what you was getting if you paid the pay per view fifty dollars to to get it. You knew what you was getting. Your yeah. first, second. First half of the fight is over.
2: Yeah,
4: right. uh, some fights didn't go like that, but you know it's boxing. That's what that's what you know boxing is. And uh, but I, I'm I'm just happy that you know I I got to watch them them people growing up. Mm. You know and, and learn a lot from them uh, growing up, especially Ali to Sweepy. I mean I, I'm not as quick as Sweepy or as slick as he was, but you know you always learn something and try to imitate what he had. Yeah. Uh, Roy Jones is another guy. He was fast, pound for pound, one of the best, especially back in his day. Uh that I mean that was just there. Yeah. Uh when Antonio Tarver knocked Roy Jones out, like that was one of the saddest moments, you know, for <laughs> me and my family. Because we we coming so before then. Yeah, we idolized Roy Jones, man. We thought he was just the best and nobody can mm-hmm. defeat him. But Obviously, we was wrong. I think what killed him was he went up to heavyweight and came back down. Uh, that really take a toll on your body, especially losing that much weight mm. uh, for a fight at that magnitude.
2: You are old school. We you know we didn't play golf together and talk smack. So I know you old school cat, man. Um, yeah, man. Some of the some of, some of your cartoons, your favorite cartoons growing up.
4: Ah, uh, uh, oh, man. I mean, like, like with me, I ain't watched a lot of cartoons, but I was like, I was like that that kid that like wrestling, like the WWE or WWF back then. Is it was used called. to come on
1: on Saturday morning, Superstars.
4: Yeah, but it came on on Mondays too, and I yep. had to. I, when it came on on Mondays, I used to have to run to the remote because my brother would not let me watch it if he got it first. So I had to, yeah. to <laughs> run to the remote and turn it to the. To the wrestling, and then we we gotta watch wrestling because I got there first. Yeah,
1: and that's I know you also because you one call one it of, wrestling. That's yeah. what my grandpa used to yeah. say. We about to watch some wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
4: I mean, and that's just what it is. That's just how you know, you know how I grew up. I I, I wasn't a cartoon guy. Yeah. If I did, I probably watched like a Simpsons or Jimmy Neutron type oh, thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I wasn't like a big cartoon guy. I was you know more real the like reason? Rational, Simpsons used to get real you like, a,
1: but real. a butt whooping back when that first came out you what? weren't allowed to watch that why uh, did Simpsons uh-uh.
2: you can oh uh, can... yeah for sure Well, the reason yeah. I say cartoons is because I think I, I feel like man Saturday cartoons mm-hmm. It was, but like, like day by day. by like eight, you was started about seven thirty, eight o'clock.
1: They cut them <laughs> off by eleven thirty. By after, noon, yeah. you was done. Now you was watching NBA yeah. inside stuff, right? after No, that. no, 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 no. <laughs> we were <with> my Rashad.
2: <laughs> no, even before that. Yeah, Batman. Right?
1: Oh yeah, they, the animated one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, same bat oh, channel. Yes, yeah. yeah. same yeah. tune
2: in. Yeah. What? Oh, what was it? Uh, Robin, the, the, uh, bro, you talking about Robin had me clowning. Mm. Or, like, uh, what Adam West, they say, "What is it, What are we gonna do, Batman? Okay. You know, Batman wanna say, Shut up, Robin right. and sit back, <laughs> Let me Holy porcupine, Batman.
1: Holy porcupines, Batman.
2: Yeah. All right. Um, man, what's your favorite sandwich? And with that sandwich, what, what you having with it? You got some chips, fruit? Uh, my favorite sandwich, I, I'm gonna go turkey, lettuce. Put some mustard
4: on there, little mayonnaise, America whip, you know, light. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, I'm having chips. Chips what and probably – What kind of chips? Like, I don't drink – like, right now, I don't drink pop really like that. I just drink it sometimes just to get that burn in my throat. Uh, I probably have a water. Pause.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah. I probably have a water or something. Yeah, yeah, okay. (laughs) Water, water.
2: (laughs) I love Cut to It, and I I love it even more when you download us and subscribe.
1: And. You can follow us on social media, too, Smitty.
2: Where where at?
1: That's at CutToIt on Instagram.
2: What about Twitter?
1: At CutToIt. Facebook? CutToIt featuring Steve Smith Sr. What about online? And you can follow us at CutToItPodcast.com, where you can buy merch, and you can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: I got all my answers. um, I got all my questions
1: answered. That's what I'm here for, brother. Cut to CutToItPodcast.com
2: Alright, so there we were Cruising through the new open air zoo When I realized that the park Was closing in like 15 minutes Luckily We were in my Nissan Rogue With it's powerful VC turbo engine Well, we
4: had time to see all the animals Whoa <laughs> And outrun a
2: few Drive the Nissan Rogue All right. Well, we already said it, but I always like to ask, man, where are you from? In the place you call your hometown,
4: Flint, Michigan, baby. I always rep it. Uh, yeah, I think it molded me to the person that I am. Mm. Uh, it gave me the the toughness and the uh, confidence that I need to go on with life for sure.
2: How how would you describe grow, growing up in Flint? You know, from your point of view. Uh, it was rough. Uh, I mean, not not as rough
4: as now. It, it, it was definitely rough because uh, just a neighborhood, the property we lived in. Uh, GM, uh, I don't know if y'all noticed. Uh, no, y'all probably do, but GM was known for Flemish and yeah. cars. Uh, a lot of people want to start their families here and move here, but now it's it's gone. But well, back then we had GM, but it still was, you could tell Point was on a decline especially with the murders and everything that was going on back then. We couldn't, uh, you couldn't say Flint without talking about how bad it was. And that's, you know, still to this day, but, but uh, it just molded me. to, like I say to the person I am today, uh, that and my family, but uh, Flint, man, I always rep it today. I, I got an A1 on, on my arms, Flint, Michigan, you know, that, that's just me. You know, I think everybody from Flint that's somebody that made it out will tell you Flint is is home. Uh we'll always rep it.
1: So I got a uh, I got a homeboy that's from Flint and he told me that uh Anthony used to mop up dudes at Burston Field House when you was a young kid. And he said that <laughs> Flint has a boxing lineage that is yeah. really not talked about. Speak on that.
4: It is, you know, we uh I uh Chris Berg came out. Out yeah. of Flint, I mean, I don't think too many people give Chris Berg credit for what, you know, he came, you know, he came from his daddy raised him dad. from a kid Joe. as coach, him and his mama. But it's uh, it's rough, man. Flint is rough, and bursting is, you know, one of the dang near to uh, a stumping ground that everybody, if that's somebody, done been a Burson either as hooping, boxing. You know, to anything, football, whatever. You know, they haven't been there, worked out, or played basketball there mm. for sure.
1: So, how did those days at Burston, running through the streets at Flint? How did how did it shape you?
4: Uh, just hanging around the people. You know, taught me rights and wrongs. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything. It, it, it's like I say, man. It's it's home. Uh, I mean, just like probably where y'all from, man. It's it, it. You know, that's home. You could always go back and feel comfortable there. Uh, with anything that's going on. Uh, And that's how Flint is. I'm still in Michigan. Uh, I'm about uh, 15 minutes from Flint. But, you know, I I, I try to help uh, Flint get back as much as possible. Mm. But uh, it's hard to do it by yourself.
2: Uh, Yeah, definitely anything is hard to do by yourself, especially trying to impact a community Um, that has been through a lot of the stuff Flint has been through, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's – you know, systemically, um, lack of water, lack of resources, lack of lack of education. Um yeah. it's, it's 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 really tough. Man, you know I think this is uh I got I got why why boxing, but I I think it's I think it's a more in depth question to have is growing up for you, boxing, for me it was sports. You know, sometimes you only can make it out with an opportunity, and whatever that is, whether it be a you know somebody wants to be a veterinarian, it doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. But you know when you have when you don't have a lot of options, you know you you got to stick to something that can help you propel yourself to to give you an opportunity to go to college or get a job or profession or trade that gives you an opportunity to uh, advance yourself to get out of the to get out of the lower class of the rat race we're all in a rat race to some degree but to the lower class of the the rat race um what did boxing mean to you at such a young age so my
4: grandfather got us into it uh i was nine when i started Mm -hmm. so i've been doing it for a long time my brother nine years old but nine i was nine my first fight was at nine i'm Mm -hmm. 37 now so that's almost 30 years uh, in the sport of boxing. Uh never had really a, a childhood. Mm. I guess I live my childhood through my kids now. Mm. I can I mean we got the side by side to, to four wheelers to everything, you know, and I and, and I see myself in them. I give them an opportunity that I didn't have in other sports. Cause I don't want my kids to box at all. Mm. Do I want them to learn to defend themselves? Yeah. Boxing is just I think it's so crooked that I don't want to see my kids go through it. What I not not, not like I say what I've been through because I, I've been fortunate enough to have a smooth career. But what like my brother been through a a bad situation. But I wanna see my kids grow up and 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 do something else. And it don't have to be sports to be anything, but something better than what I had.
2: I oh. don't But, uh, let's, can you break that down? Because you're still boxing, right? mm -hmm. You're 37 years Mm -hmm. old. You're still boxing. How, why would you not allow your children to box or to do a profession that you're currently still in?
4: So, football, I'll take your sport for example. You guys have a union. Yeah. You know, you have somebody looking out for you. You know, yep. you're going to get, depending, gonna at, get
2: de- you, depending on who 100%. you ask. Depending on who you ask, there's some guys who would disagree about the union. But you know, I'm just understand. No, yeah. I, I
4: agree about it because it's somebody looking after you. Yep. You're yeah, gonna you got You got the entity you're itself. You get what you need. No. You're going to get what you need in boxing. I have to do everything for myself. Mm. If, if that's going out to get sponsors, I have to do it for myself. Mm. I don't even care about that. Like, if a sponsor approached me and we're talking good numbers, yeah, we could do it. But I'm not going out to look for nobody. If I'm gonna get somebody, they're gonna to come to me. I'm not going to them. Like I'm, mm. I'm, I'm what you want. If not, then I don't care. Mm. Uh, but
2: what?
4: it's just it, it's that part. The union, you have nobody looking out for you. Uh, the pay. Let's take Jake Paul, uh, for example. He haven't fought a real boxer yet, but he's getting paid six figures. Mm. And this is that was his fourth fight, but he's been getting paid six figures since his first fight. Why can't a real boxer get paid that the same amount of money as him mm. starting out? Like, it, it, it's that's where. That's where it it, it, it messes me up. At yeah. it's not an yeah. even
1: playing field. It, it, yeah, and I and I got it's so many not. questions. I figured we was gonna wait to the end, but I got so many questions around yeah. around that and 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 how and how that's even filtered out.
4: It's just disrespectful to boxers, yeah. you know, real boxers. Yeah, I'm not saying he's not a real boxer, but he haven't fought a real boxer yet. He yeah. fought MMA fighters and he fought a basketball player. That's not boxing. No, it's uh, not. Yeah, so it's. It's a disrespect. I can't go into into the NBA and say, "Let me get a ten day contract and put LeBron on the bench."
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's, not, that's, with, not,
4: with, that's not gonna happen. And without a base mark of not,
1: anyone's even seeing you play basketball,
4: yeah, it's not. It's just not gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? But boxing, I guess, is one of those sports where, you know, it, it, you can do that, but it's just disrespectful. Like, yeah. and the network should see it. Like his pay per view mm-hmm. numbers was crap, mm-hmm. uh, but it's that. It's it's torturing, you know. When I when I lose weight and can't eat for a certain amount of time, that's torture. You know, for me, it's torture, yeah. and I'm torturing myself. Granted, but it's still torture. I got to do something to entertain thousands and thousands of people. It's so still-
2: someone someone listening this listening to this would say, based off what you said, and I and I actually I wrote it down. It was gonna be a it was gonna be a follow up how unhealthy is cutting weight? But before you answer but before mm -hmm. you answer I'm going to say, someone listening to this will say, well, you don't have to do this. No, no, no one is, no one puts a gun to your head and say, lose weight. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) They're, they're not doing that.
4: But I can't, I can't, I can't do what Jake Paul didn't go into the NBA. I want to do the NBA. I can't go in there, a 10 day contract and give me, get some money. I can't do that. So I got to do this. If if this is my job, I have to do it. Mm -hmm. And I have to be responsible and, and dedicated to the sport, that, yeah. to the career that I chose. So at the end of the day, I have to do it.
2: Yeah,
4: you know, if I want to keep uh, providing for my family yeah. and doing what I need to do to uh, su- succeed in life, I have to do this. So for somebody to say I don't, I don't have to, I have to.
1: Yeah,
4: this is just it, this is what I know. I mean, I'm not saying this all I know, but this yeah. is what I know. And I want to give my kids another opportunity, a different path to take other than this sport. Because, it, like I say, and then you got to look at this. NBA players or football players, and football players was getting – y'all was getting done in for a little bit. I think they're starting to grow now with yeah. the guaranteed money. Absolutely. Uh, but basketball players, they're getting – Two hundred some million dollars. Boxers, some boxers will never see that. Floyd Mayweather was an exception. Mm-hmm. You know, you would never see two hundred and some million dollars guaranteed. Canelo is an exception, but you you only get certain few. You got to pick that grain of rice out. Mm. That's good. If not, then you're not gonna get two hundred million dollar contract guaranteed. You can't get that. So let's find something else to do. I don't care what you do. I didn't want my kids playing football, honestly, because it. I didn't want them playing football or boxing because with football, there's so many concussions and CTE, like I, I read up on that stuff, CTE that goes around, you know, getting injured. And when you got a concussion, sometimes you don't know and you still go out there and it just messes you up more with football. With boxing, you got a concussion. Like I had a concussion and I had a headache for a week. Hmm. I couldn't even believe it. I was getting head butted. You know, I get hit, of course, but it was just it with and with football, like you gotta sit out, if you got a concussion pro concussion protocol. You start with boxing, you gotta keep going. Or you done, you lost. Mm. So I gotta keep going, even though I got a concussion and and keep fighting. Wow. I mean, it's 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 I I want
2: I wanna go for my kid. Mm. So take us through man, take us through your your boxing journey, right? Just that you started at nine years old. I I can't imagine, right? I can't imagine, like I look at my kids and see, you know, my son's play travel baseball and I've seen how that is. It's challenging, especially here in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. North Carolina is number one in youth soccer, right? It is crazy. I'm in the basketball circuit now with AAU, living, breathing, can't even take, you know, can't even take regular holiday trips because spring break or Christmas. Mm -hmm. I mean, day after Thanksgiving, son is playing in Atlanta. Day after Christmas. But but how much,
4: like, is some football players, or let's say, let's some basketball players who started off right in high school and, and still made the league. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, my, my thing is sometimes you got to let a kid be a kid. Yeah. Like, my, my, my boy and his son, they, go, they do travel basketball, travel baseball, so the kid can't be a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, when is the point that you say, let's stop and let's get your body a rest? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you still might not do it. Yeah. They still might not do it. So I give my kids opportunities to choose what they, they want to do, but if you do something, you can't quit until uh, that season. Is yeah, open. you got to commit to the whole quit season. After, yep. But if you want to quit after, you can't. I don't, I don't care. But you're not, we're nah, not going to be labeled uh-uh. as quitters in the middle of the season.
2: Yep. But,
4: at that, but at that time, they might start like, dang, I like it. Oh, it's getting better yeah. and better. Then they're going to keep going. So it changes their mindset. You know what I'm saying? If you want to do it, you can do it. But I don't want to force them to do it because I still want them to be a kid. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? I was never a kid. Like, I never – I was gone so much in tournaments and shows and stuff like that. I was never a kid. I always had to go fight and go make weight. So it was always wow. rough for me every weekend or week. We'll miss school to go to tournaments for the whole week. You know what I'm saying? So it was never a kid. It was just – work 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 so it just turned
1: it just turned into the norm because you're you mentioned you you alluded to your brother earlier but you know you i know your older brother um andre like he was he yeah. was into it as well
4: yeah he brought and he got a fight coming up soon too uh uh soon uh he he got the olympic bronze medal uh in limp, he lost to triple g uh i thought mm-hmm. he won it but he lost uh but like i say it's uh it we it was constant man every weekend every week i mean it just all the time we we was running two schools so we go to school sweaty running to schools we had to do track after school so it was it was ongoing like this man and i don't want to see my kids do that i want to see them have a kid life but once once it gets serious that's when i'll start getting serious because it means nothing now honestly youth anything means nothing do you learn? Do you get kind of responsibility? Yeah, but you can get that somewhere else. Just doing other stuff. You know what I'm saying? I want to really show them that sports is not the only way. Be a kid. You know, because life ain't life ain't uh, long, and uh, you gotta live your life. You know, to the
2: fullest. I I notice him. I notice him in boxing. Less now, but more. For the older guys like yourself, and obviously older guys, older much older guys than you, a lot of boxers don't really get their big opportunity until after they've participated in the Olympics.
4: And not even that because I never went to Olympics. Okay. So, uh, like I went to Olympic trials, I, I got—I forgot what it was. Called. It was some bull crap at the Olympics. They made you want to do
2: <laughs> No, seriously. No, I, knew, I know. Honestly, like that's what I'm saying.
4: Like what you do look do at sugar,
2: you look at Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray Leonard, right? You look at Mike Tyson, you look at all these guys. Floyd Mayweather. Who, Floyd yeah. Mayweather were guys who have maybe got the bronze or mm-hmm. got the silver. They didn't necessarily win, or some have, but they haven't won. And you hear about you hear about the disappointment either in the Olympic trials oh. or the Olympics. And then after that, they become They blow up. They blow up. Why? is what is it about the Olympics or Olympic trials? And it's
4: not, it's not even that it's just your talent. Just from the
2: outside, like for me looking in, who's not, that's all I have as a reference because there really is no televised, Um, you know, internet accessibility of understanding who's coming up in the rankings other than what is, Either flashed up on TV, put through yeah. ESPN or Friday Night Box yeah. or Saturday Night Box. Like, it's just, it is, it's the developmental piece of boxing seems to lack. And yeah, you, know, and,
4: and you gotta understand, yeah. I should have been, like, I, and I'm not saying I should have been well more known than I am now, but I should have been up there. Like, I had cancer and won a championship. Yeah. Then. That is unheard of. (laughs) I I even pitched this when I won my first championship. I had my boy, and and, and which which is a white man, but that's my one of my best friends. But me, (laughs)
2: like, why you saying like?
0: No, and we got one too.
2: (laughs) Hey, Joe, Joe, Joe's offender right now. No,
4: (laughs) but I can't. I can't talk. Don't worry, John. Part white too. Because they're going to throw me off like it ain't nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I got to get somebody else who really can talk to them, talk to them. So I pitched my story after I won my title to Sports Center. They denied it so bad, man. And then put <laughs> something on, on there, man, that I seen that was.
2: Interesting. I, I, I really couldn't even, and we don't use I couldn't the word interesting. And even the
1: issue there in itself, you have to pitch. You won a championship and you got to pitch your own story.
2: I got to pitch my own
1: story. <laughs> Like, let's One just stop there. out after
4: cancer and got a pitch monster. Come on, man. That's unheard of.
1: Cut to it. Cut it. Let's get down to it.
2: Cut to it. Hey, Gerard. Where did you get that T-shirt? You mean this thing?
1: Oh, yes. Hey, I got it from cuttoitpodcast.com where we have exclusive merchandise. Shout out to our guys at 704 Shop. But, yeah, you can go on, buy you a T-shirt, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Terms and conditions apply.
2: Two thousand four, you break your hand while while fighting. Yeah, right in the
4: match. I had surgery on my hands. Yeah, I had surgeries on my so, hands. So you, uh, had, so you broke your bubble. hand in the match. How, how did you? I had I had bone spurs. Okay, in my hands. Uh, that's when the uh, well, I knows, I, I had bone spurs in my it's, feet, so yep. I can I, I can understand. My <laughs> I, my I couldn't I couldn't even lift bags, nothing. Mm. So I went to. At California and got him shaved down. Mm-hmm. But it now I never had a problem with it. Uh 2006, 2006.
2: 2006. I had cancer. Yeah,
4: two thousand six. Had cancer. Nine lymphoma. I deal with that for two years. And you were radiation,
2: tra- chemotherapy. And you were training in between? Sometimes. Like I'll run. Well first I'll of all, even sometimes. Right. Even <laughs> sometimes bro I can't I'm I'm down two weeks with a head cold. So I don't you know yeah. It was tough. Like I,
4: cancer is like, like before I even went into the building, I'm talking about I'm throwing up before I even, cause I can smell the chemotherapy mm-hmm. and I'm right there before I even get into the building. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dang. So I got to go in here. Once I get it, I'm going to throw up and then, you know, I'm going to feel better. <laughs> but the them next three days after I had it, I couldn't do nothing. But I get, I get that every two weeks. Uh, It was tough, man. It was for and, and for me to go through it, for me to say it was tough, it was tough. So I went to a cancer hospital for kids, and seeing all them, it, it mm. brought me to tears. But man, it's so hard. I don't, I don't even understand how the kids do it, mm. but they get through it, and I'm so happy uh go through that, man, because it's it's so tough, man. And I know we got a cure for cancer, man. If they coming up with a a vaccine for COVID, and under a year, they got a cure for cancer, man. Period. You know? To me. And then- uh, To a lot of people. Ongoing with, yep, (laughs) ongoing. (laughs) Ongoing with the uh, thing, I think it was 2012, I got to a motorcycle accident. Well, hold on, you skipping Uh, over
2: 2008, you know, when you you suspected of a robbery.
4: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. uh 2008, yeah, that was, 2008, I did. They they said I robbed a bank for five thousand. I I laughed at them, you know, when they when they pulled me over. Cause so I'm leaving my my house to go get my last chemo treatment, last one. I was so done. you are
1: leaving your house to get treatment?
4: Treatment. Yeah. And he saw me. I saw him too, cause I looked at him. You know, I looked. You know. And when I looked at him, he got in the back of me. I promise he followed me for about five miles. Yeah,
2: because he was running your plane.
4: Yeah, when he pulled me over, it had to be about 12 cops. And the news was sitting there. Uh, And they took me down. I'm laughing, like I'm tripping out, because they didn't tell me what I was going down for. And then once I got in the car, I knew the police officer. He's like, yeah, they said you robbed a bank. All right, whatever. Uh... And they took me down. I didn't think I was gonna spend a night in that joint. Then I uh, went down. I was talking about when I say there had to be so many cops came to my cell where they was holding me at, saying, "Man, we know you didn't do this. I don't know what he pulled you over for, this and that." woot the whoop. And uh, I mean, they even bringing me different food from what they ate. Like they bringing me different stuff, like whole different stuff. Uh, and then like I tried to sue the police station. Nobody would touch it with a ten foot pole. Hmm. ain't touching they wouldn't do it like I don't understand I didn't never understood why like you 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 slander my character on TV papers, everything and uh, when I say nobody would I didn't even get an apology hmm. from them
1: did they ever That's say not bad. Did they ever say why a, why they pulled you over? I mean outside of you were suspected
4: they said no they and I had a gun in the car, but it was my gun it was I was registered hmm. to me uh the gun. But they didn't. They said I robbed the bank. Basically, suspected me robbing the bank.
2: Yeah. You
4: know? I think it was all because I looked at him crazy. Like I don't care about the, like, cop like pull me over. I'm I'm straight. Like mm-hmm. I ain't doing nothing. Pull me over. What you gonna do?
2: Take you to jail.
4: And I get out. <laughs>
1: So with all these things, the broken hand, <laughs> nine, <laughs> the broken hand, non Hoskins, the Liverpool, motorcycle
2: accident, yeah, the t-
1: motorcycle accident. Uh,
2: are you still riding motorcycles? No. Oh, okay. Good. I bet you gave that up. I, I'm happy to hear. I gave that. that I, yeah. And you know what? After
4: my accident, I promised uh, my boy came over. You uh, so know, he ride. He was riding. I was itching to ride a bike. The like. After I got into an accident, my leg was still messed up and everything, and I had to like I, I just went down the street and came back because I had I had an itch to do it. But once I got on, I'm like I, I'm done. Like and that that took it all away after I got on that bike and came. I'm like oh. I'm done. I don't want to. So do no
2: broke the broken leg and all the rehab that didn't that didn't do anything. You just had to get one more ride in, huh? No, but it wasn't a right. It, was
4: like it was like on my street, like it was residential street. I had to, because it, I don't know why, man. It was just a, a thing like I, ha- I got to do it. Hmm. And then I did it, and I uh, couldn't do it no more. I'm like, yeah, I see why I stayed off of it. I'm done. Yes.
1: Go ahead. So with, with all those things, the broken hand, cancer, being a suspect, motorcycle accident, what keeps you going and not giving
4: up? My three little ones. I want to show them that uh, and, and they know I became champion they, they watched the fight uh, the second time I became champion uh, I want to show them that uh, I guess it's no quit when I want when I want to retire I retire at my own uh, leisure I want I want to do it myself uh, I don't want to have somebody else do it for me uh, but just no quit just resilient and uh, keep pushing. Uh, them guys out there, and my wife, man, it, it keeps me going. You know, I talk to my wife after every fight to see, you know, what I should do and whatnot because me it's tips. at the end of the...
2: Uh, it. Wife, you give me tips?
4: It, it, it's not tips. It's just, you know, what she because she can see more than I can see. Yeah. If I change yeah. in the Ring, because I'm gonna say, oh, I keep going, I keep going, but she can see if I change from, you know, how I fight my fighting style and everything. And you know, we talk about it. You know, at the end of the day, it's it's not me anymore. It's us. Mm. You know, if I keep going or not, uh, or, or should I, uh, retire? And I asked her that after, when I fought Kyron Davis, I was in camp and I asked her that, she said, just give it a couple more fights because you look good. Mm. Uh, but, uh, she said, yeah, after the next fight, yeah, we done. Take,
2: take us through, you know, take us through a, take us through a preparation of a fight. You talked about cutting weight; how unhealthy that is. You talked about how you have to go out and seek your own sponsorship. Take us through, you know, with pay per view, and we get to in HBO. We get to see kind of how things are going on, and we get to peek into the camps. But what what part of what we see for TV? What part of Rocky is 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 really just Drama is so much drama, but what is the actual preparation for boxing really looks looks like and feels like from a professional boxer?
4: Uh, it's tough, man, because you got to stay dedicated. If it, you get out what you put in in boxing, man. At the end of day. I think it's uh, really everything you do. But boxing, if you if you're doing bad and you're partying all the time, it's going to show. Mm. I mean, it's it's evident, it's evident. Uh, but. Like with me, with with the bus and weight, with the you know you gotta stay disciplined. You know, my, my team, like, with well, my team. I tell them you can go, out and, you can go out and do what you want. Like I don't care. As long as you're there when I need you and you're doing what I need at the time that you need to do it, you can do whatever. I don't care. I'm not gonna hold you back just because I'm in camp.
2: Yeah.
4: You know, getting ready. Uh, but, but when you, but when I mean, you're
2: in camp, like when you're in camp. You about to, let's just you know hypothetically, you about to have a match. When do you start preparing mentally and physically? What two uh, months, so three months,
4: two and a half, two and a half months out. Two uh, and a half I'm, months I'm, out. I'm locked in. Yeah, I'm locked in. So what are you doing? I don't prior... even see my family. Uh, to like I for about three and a half months, two and a half months. I don't, I don't even see my family.
2: So in those two and a half months, like, what, I'm gone. Like <clears throat> gone, doing physically what? Go- yeah. I'm in camp. like,
4: like I'm. They're at home. I'm probably in Florida. Yeah. Like the last camp, I was in Vegas. Vegas. Street.
2: Yeah.
4: Uh, the camp before that, I was in I was in Florida. That was three months, so I was gone. I never seen them for three months. Mm. Uh, but take us through take
2: us through that training for three months.
4: Uh, it's so I get down there. Uh, condition coach down there. Uh, meal prep. It ain't even meal prep. I get meals cooked. You know, some people meal prep. My my meals is cooked on the spot. Hmm. Uh, daily uh and then I got my head trainer
2: what's conditioning but we
4: conditioning is uh sprinting you know we lift weights early uh and not heavy weights uh we just lift uh light to get you know back into the groove mm. uh just a whole bunch of like exercise man it, it, and it it hurt uh that's at the beginning of the camp when when I start boxing stuff calmed down but it don't like on the like so Wednesdays and Saturdays, I do no boxing stuff. It's all something different, but it's still working out. It's just to give your brain a rest from boxing, and you know you're thinking about other stuff. Uh, so them the days that I, I do the condition stuff when I start boxing, you know sparring or boxing other people, and uh, like a Tuesday night or something. But them them is the condition days. I I run, and I don't run. Uh, five, six, seven miles. I'm not like I'm not a track star. I'm a boxer. If I can get in the (laughs) ring, go twelve rounds. I can go twelve rounds with, you know, in a fight. I mean, that's just what it is. I'm not a track star, uh. But some people gotta run to lose weight. I don't have a problem losing weight. Like I'm disciplined when it comes down to losing weight. Uh, I I don't eat after seven. I'm drinking nothing but water. Like water the whole time. Uh and I'm eating what he give me. Uh Some people, it, it's tough to lose weight. Some people will lose 12 pounds in two, three days, and that's tough. That That's what get it out of them. You know what I'm saying? If you lose it wrong, that's what we was discussing, losing it wrong or yeah. losing it too fast, you know, go downhill. But it's just uh boxing is a lot of mental, man. If you could be mentally strong in boxing, man, and and do what you need to do. You could definitely succeed, in it for
1: sure. Is that what precluded you from moving up or Proclude down? Oh, Pre- that's a big. Yeah, I got a, I got a degree. I got I got you know I got all, I that, stuff. I <laughs> yeah. all. all that stuff. I don't know. High school educated. All all stuff. I can't a, do
2: twelve. I got a GED. <laughs> but I don't have no diploma. <laughs>
1: And, yeah, yeah, we, too. and we and I'm we and we, to college, and we I'm all and, and we all still here. That's the beauty of it. But is that what yeah. precluded you from moving up or, or down? You you mentioned Roy Jones before, like before he fought Tarver, but you've never done that. So what precluded you from moving up or down?
4: Uh, it was just I was, I mean I could make sixty eight easy, like mm-hmm. it wasn't a problem. You know, when talking about one sixty eight. Yeah, When people move up, it's generally a problem of you making that weight. You know, I'm coming down probably from 190, probably highest. I remember after cancer, I was 200 or something. Yeah. And I had to lose all that weight in two months wow. to, uh, yeah. to get back to where I, That's you know, tough. at 68. But like with me, I don't uh, I don't get too far out of shape. I'm still going to be in shape. I got a gym in the back of uh, my house, so I'm still going to be in shape. I still do little things uh, to keep me ready. But going into camp, you got to get ready to go into camp because it's <laughs> it's tough, you know. Especially for a uh, a big fight, you know. What I'm saying you got to be ready. You got to stay. You got to stay ready, so you ain't got to get ready. Period. Yeah.
1: So now at 37, is is your age a benefit? Because you mentioned mm-hmm. how hard it is, and with it's age,
4: <laughs> like, is is your it, it, age a benefit tough. at all? No. no, it is it is it, getting tougher to make the weight. Honestly, I'm not going to sit here and say it's not. I mean, you lie, you know, it's just stubborn.
1: do I don't want you to Uh but
4: but it's, it, it 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 still comes off. Uh last camp it was it was easy. Like I uh I usually have a a burger, like I really don't eat like burgers and stuff during camp, but I had a burger my last my last 2 weeks of my uh camp. Because I could, like I was on weight, I was straight. Like I can eat it. My metabolism if I'm over, my metabolism is gonna burn that off quick. So it was like no problem.
2: Man, what how would you categorize the sport of boxing today? As far as what though? As far as good and bad, right? I, I, I I've seen boxing. I've I've been a fan of boxing, but I've also dropped off of boxing because of how you and a lot of people bro, I'm sure. how it is and they're trying to push it back but from a guy that's in the inside a participant of the sport I want to know what you what do you believe uh, the, the state of the sport is because you're participating like I I'm just a consumer and yeah. just like consumers in anything my vantage point is skewed. Right, my perspective is skewed because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not grinding. I'm not dealing with all the stuff that you're dealing with. I'm not seeing how Paul's the sausage is made. I'm just seeing the finished product, mm-hmm. and okay. see, seeing the finished product is, you know, it, you don't really get a true sense of whether the direction of the sport is going, good or bad. So that's why I'm asking from you because. Right. Think about it. You've been doing it, you've been participating in the sport for 32 years. So you've you you've seen it when you when you when you could barely read because you're nine years old, right? Now you've seen it to the point of where you know what a contract looks like. Just everything that you've been exposed to.
4: So I got a question for you. How many answer. changes have been made to football Bro,
2: since you've been playing? Man, so many is hard to keep up with, and that and that's my job, right? <laughs> No, like, understandable. Okay, yeah. now
4: none have been made to box them. Why? Mm. Like I don't understand it. Like, That's why really have question. the changes been? We need changes. Like, mm. stuff needs to be improved. Mm. The judging needs to be improved. We need to put judges in a box or give them by themselves with nobody there looking at the TV and judging it by that. Mm. Uh how
2: are they how are they judging it currently right they're
4: now? They're right right at ringside looking at it. <laughs> Looking at the fight ringside, oh, wow. but you got to understand: if the judge is behind me and the guy is in no, front I, of me, I hit him and I hit you him. Don't have every viewpoint. Yeah, you don't have, see it. Yeah, you can't see it. But if he's in that booth,
2: he can see. I'm at
4: the top it. with no with no sound in the you know where you can't hear the audience yelling or anything getting persuaded. Yep. uh it'll be better. No, uh, I, but I, that's I, what, that's I agree. the changes. I agree with. Yeah, you. that's yeah. the changes. I think that's one of the changes I think we need. The other changes is uh, finding a way to, and, and I guess we're doing that, uh, finding a way to see if the fighter is really hurt having them do the cupid shuffle, you know, side to side. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, it's, it's the truth. I mean, yeah. is it good? Yeah, to some extent, because if you're a ref, you can stop at any time. You can do whatever you want at any time. and like, like, I don't think that's fair. I'm leaving my life because... Say if I got a big fight, and I'm winning a fight, but this one judge don't like me, he get a fight to the other guy. That messes up my money the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like if I keep winning, my pay keep going up and, up and up and up and up. But if this one judge, life in my hand, I mean, my career is in his hand. I won a fight and everybody's seen it, and these judges mm-hmm. give it to the other guy. Like what are we doing, man?
2: Yeah.
4: What are we doing? That's why, but the crowd persuades that. Like the crowd, he oh, even if he don't get hit, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, they see that and then be like, oh, he he had to win that round. And then the judges is judging off the last ten seconds of the fight. Yeah. Like a fight, if I if I get off the last ten seconds, I win a round. But I ain't win the whole round. Come on, man. Yeah. It, it, it's a it's a whole lot of things that we need, and we need a union. We need somebody looking after the fighters. But we can't have that because there's so many. It's thousands and thousands of promoters, man. That's all they got. Their hand out, and no, we cannot have a union because everybody can't come together and agree on the same thing. Mm-hmm. We need a we need a person like Floyd, which he's not going to do because why? He's a promoter, and he want his money just like everybody else. And don't nobody want to look after the fighter at the end of the day. It's not the fighter. We look. We we can't look. We nobody's looking after the fighter. They're looking after their, for themselves, mm-hmm. man. So
2: uh, man, the boxing I give
4: the I give the, the boxing really
2: yeah.
4: a B to a C plus, okay. you know, how everything is going.
1: That that brother is, is honest and he ain't on no grading scale either. Yeah. Ain't no bell curve. Man, I'll take that grade though. <laughs> <laughs> I take that C plus <laughs> like
2: Right. Man, are they are are, are there real boxing rivals or is it just for sure.
4: That's just for sure, man. Ain't
2: no <laughs> boxing. I mean,
4: I don't, I don't got to fight him if I don't want to fight him. Like with the MMA, you got to fight. If you're going to fight, like Dana going to tell you who you fight, and you got to fight him. Mm. Boxing, uh, uh, we got this guy. I don't want to fight him. Pick somebody up. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make no sense,
1: man. How much? That's a, like a, if, I'm sorry. That's I mean to cut you off quick. Wow. How much do you think MMA, UFC, how much has that impacted the popularity of boxing?
4: Popularity went down in box because of the MMA. Mm. Seriously. Like UFC MMA, it, 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 it's taking over. People want to see knockouts. People want to see the best fight, the best, and we're not giving them that. Mm. We're giving them, uh, you just fight anybody you want to
3: fight.
4: Mm. Man, what was. I want to yeah. fight. I'll fight anybody. I don't give a hell. Put yeah. me in there. <laughs> Put me in a phone booth, coach. I'm ready. Mm.
1: Yeah. Well, I know you want Alvarez. I'll
4: fight anybody. Like, <laughs> And, and I do want him because, like right now, you gotta understand. I'm 37 years old. I'm the top five. I'm one of the. Uh, I'm the one of the best super middleweights at mm-hmm. 37. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm the oldest guy in and the top five right now. Oldest. Like nobody in the super middle, I'm the oldest. And I can't keep fighting for nothing. Like,
2: yeah.
4: If I keep fighting for nothing, what am I reaching for? Mm-hmm. Like I'm reaching for nothing. Like money. Oh yeah, we get money. We don't get that. But what am I? What am I actually reaching for? Nothing. I'm reaching for air. If I if I don't fight for a championship, what am I? What am I doing? Hmm. End of the day, what am I doing? You you play football to play for championships. You don't you don't play football to to win a division title. You play football for championships. No. I want a championship. Forget that. I mean, the money. Everybody want money. We we understand that. But come on, man. If I can if I can re if if I'm this close to that belt. I wanna grab it, man. I don't wanna keep reaching for Eric. Give me a shot. Give me a shot, coach. What would that
1: next one, what would that next title mean to you?
4: I mean, it mean everything. It mean that, you know, I'm still there, you know, and, and people will see that. Uh with the knockout I had my last fight, I think people are seeing that I'm still, you know, a contender <laughs> in this uh in this weight class.
1: Um, you knocked the hell out of that
4: dude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> man, I <clears throat> A body, a body, a body blow, an uppercut. That, they, man, they'll leave, they, they'll leave a yeah, they'll, they'll leave a lasting impression.
1: And that was textbook uppercut. Ding dong, night night. Yeah. I'll let you yep,
4: later. I, I agree. I think that was one of my, uh, and I knocked somebody out where he really didn't remember where he was. Like yeah. he asked, did we fight yet? And I told him, yeah. Uh, but you I'm checking him. you right now. I'm yeah. checking you right now. Hey,
2: you missed a great opportunity. You should oh, tell him. Don't worry about it, dog. <laughs> <laughs> what What was your boxing dreams when you first started?
4: Uh So my grandfather always said, "We, you know, these boys are gonna be world champion." That was my dream to be a world champion, and and I succeeded. I I have nothing to prove to anybody, but I succeeded being a world champion. I did it twice uh me and my brother and you know that was the dream you know become world champion
2: what do you believe the lasting effects of bo- boxing will have on you
4: uh right now i'm fine mm-hmm. like uh the lasting effects i mean
2: that i mean do you think about it any
4: n- right now not really uh but I do wanna, you know, I, I my mind when I first when I first played professional, my mind is, you know, I'm gonna be the best super middleweight, you know, you know, I'll ever. Like I'm gonna be the the top guy. And I still got the opportunity to do that, especially with me fighting Canelo. I can beat him, I can dethrone him, the king, the uh king. And I it, it, when I do that. If I can get the opportunity to do that, that that'd be my dream. That'd be my legacy. So you talked
1: about, you talked about Flint at the beginning. If you were known for one thing in Flint at the end of your life, what do you hope it would be?
4: Uh, just how much I helped out the city. Uh, no, n- nothing to do with sports. Just me helping out the city. Me trying to bring Flint back up.
2: Hmm. Well, man, that's all our time. Man, I really appreciate you uh, sitting down with us. Yeah, of
4: course, man. I appreciate y'all having me, man. Appreciate
2: you. You are a unique person. You are well worth it. You are competent. And most of all, you're lovable. I'm Steve Smith Sr. I'm Gerard Littlejohn, and this is Cut To It. Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr. That is me, is a production of Cut To It. LLC, Balto Creative Media, The Black Effect, and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
1: From Cut to It, Executive Producer Steve Smith Sr., Co host Gerard Littlejohn, Talent and Booking Manager Joe Fushi, Social Media Team, Wesley Robinson, and John Show. From Balto Creative Media, Cut to it is produced by Brian Baltashevich and Meredith Carter, with production assistance by Alex Labrec, production coordinator Taylor Robinson. Theme music by Alex Johnson, lyrics and vocals by Anthony Hamilton.
3: If you ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. Cause you know it's on.
0: Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, Owen oh, Two Door Cinema Club.